With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 176 COVID-19 tests carried out since our last report on Tuesday, December 29th. The numbers include four travelers who tested positive. They're asymptomatic and will remain in isolation until considered recovered. The total number of people in isolation, whether at a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health, is at 797. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper has agreed to become one of the first, alongside Premier Alden McLaughlin and Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee, to take the COVID-19 vaccine. We're expecting the first supplies to arrive on island on the January 5th British Airways flight with enough vaccine initially for about 5,000 people. This comes after UK regulators approved the AstraZeneca Oxford University vaccine with enough orders placed to vaccinate some 50 million people across the UK. Governor Roper says he believes vaccination is key to getting the Cayman Islands through the pandemic. A marine warning is in effect for Grand Cayman. We've been having some high winds across the area for the last couple of days um, with a tight pressure gradient across the Northwest Caribbean mainly. Um, and we expect that to increase for the next 24, 36 hours as there's a low-level jet basically to the Southern Caribbean and closer to the Colombian area. That's going to tighten the pressure gradient even further and giving us 20 to 25 knot winds, especially Thursday into Friday. And that in turn will increase the, the seas specifically along the eastern portion of the Cayman Islands. And that hence the, the marine warning. Senior forecaster with the Cayman Islands National Weather Service, Gilbert Miller, he says he understands people may love the idea of ringing in the new year by watching fireworks displays on their boats. But the forecast right now is not conducive to that. I wouldn't recommend going offshore, no. Um, especially along the eastern part of the island. I do know that it's choppy along the western parts, but we are asking for, for everyone's safety and, and to be mindful of the police and the, the duties they have to perform. Especially this time of year, we, we felt it prudent to issue the marine warning to make sure everybody's in safe harbor. We'll have the full forecast coming up in weather. Along with listening to Radio Cayman, you can also download the Cayman Islands National Weather Service app to stay on top of the latest local weather forecast. The Arrive Alive 345 campaign is back and running, and its goal, to help you and your loved ones ring in the new year safely. Here's Radio Cayman's Shanta Gallego. The 20th annual Arrive Alive 345 campaign aims to promote safety and reduce road incidents associated with the overindulgence or abuse of alcoholic beverages during the holiday season. Simon Miller with the National Drug Council tells her to command the campaign is threefold. Um, you have the Purple Ribbon Pledge. Uh, from Harley's Media, which is, you know, you take the pledge not to drink and drive throughout the holiday season. There's the designated driver program, which is our partnership with our restaurants and bars across the island, and as well as Kim and Brack, you know, where you agree to be a designated driver for your group, um, and you receive free non-alcoholic beverages for the evening. And then the last piece of the program or campaign is the New Year's Eve bus service, which is the Purple Ribbon bus. The campaign has been organized by Hurley's Media, along with the National Drug Council and the Royal Cayman Police Service. Mr. Miller says the Arrive Alive 345 Purple Ribbon Pledge campaign will end on December 31st with the New Year's Eve Purple Ribbon bus service, seeing over 10 buses running between the hours of 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., servicing all districts in Grand Cayman and Cayman Brack, allowing patrons to ride home free. Um, because of you know the whole social distancing and you know to try and you know sure, cut down sure. on the wait time yeah. for for the buses, you know uh, the team 
uh, got together and said, let's try see if we could push and get some support to increase the buses to 15. So we've managed to, again, thanks to those sponsors, we've managed to go from 10 buses to 15. So this wow. is the first time in the history of the entire campaign that we were able to um, offer 15 buses. Mr. Miller says no matter where you are in the country, you should see a purple bus with purple flashing lights aimed for you to get home safe. Those buses, as I said, run strategic routes, right? And they just go back and forth all night from 9 p.m. until 4 a.m., right? So just, just okay. go back and forth, just picking up people. So no matter where you are on the route, you see a, a bus with a purple flashing light, flag it down, get on board, and it takes you to the destination. Shanda Gallego, Radio Kima News. In other local news, a private Catholic school is visited by school inspectors, netting them a satisfactory rating overall. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal explains. Earlier this month, a team from the Office of Education Standards visited St. Ignatius Catholic School, which caters to almost 700 students between the ages of 3 and 18 to evaluate the school's performance. The report says while the school has a number of important strengths, it also has, quote, fundamental weaknesses in leadership and governance. The parish administrator and senior staff are aware of the aspects of the work of the school requiring improvement and they understand what is necessary to address them. Inspectors say there were many aspects of educational provision that were judged to be good. The school gave students a, quote, rich, broad and effective educational experience in an ethos of strong Catholic beliefs and Christian values. Students achieve well due to dedicated and effective teaching staff who have developed motivating lessons and use effective teaching strategies. Attainment was very strong due to the efforts of teachers who were supported by senior leaders and some organizational structures. The school, however, according to the review, was operating as two schools and not maximizing its potential to offer students a continuous learning experience. There were weaknesses in governance identified which did not follow the requirements of best practice and decision-making arrangements are not fit for purpose. A significant number of parents who wished to support the school felt unhappy with important aspects of St. Ignatius. Staff were also unhappy and the lack of effective governance was destabilizing the school's operation and continuing effectiveness. The report says the high turnover of staff risked compromising the maintenance of high-quality teaching and learning. Recommendations for improvement include integrating the two parts of the school to develop the school's full potential and improving school governance by adopting best practice, ensuring a wider representation of parents on a school governing body through elections, improving decision-making processes that include clear time limits and shared accountabilities, and giving school leaders appropriate delegated powers for decision-making and spending within clear and realistic parameters. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. If your child has a love of the ocean and all that's in it, CCMI has the perfect program. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins explains. Beth Chafin, Science Communications and Development Manager at the Central Caribbean Marine Institute, says they are offering hands-on education opportunities for Cayman's students. We'll have a Caribbean Marine Ecology Camp for students aged 13 to 17 that will be hosted in February from the 13th through the 20th. Um, and then we'll also have a second session that is hosted in April from the 5th through the 11th of April. This is sponsored by the R3 Cayman Foundation. Students from the sister islands will get to take a little trip down to CCMI's Little Cayman location. 
scuba dive if they're certified or snorkel. They'll learn about fish ID, coral ID. They'll learn about threats to our marine environment, plastic pollution. We'll do really cool hikes and beach cleanups. There's usually a bonfire. It's just a great opportunity for kids to get outside and learn about the amazing environment that is literally at their back door here in Cayman. CCMI also offers several need-based scholarships for qualified candidates, so those interested are encouraged to apply. They're going to be able to observe science in action that's taking place right there at the field station. They'll be able to interact with our research team and share in some really cool experiences that they'll hopefully take forward and shape them either in their academic and professional trajectory, maybe they're interested in becoming a marine biologist, or just as citizens here who will take an active engagement and really care about the future of the marine environment here in Cayman. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. You can find out details on the program and scholarships at reefresearch.org. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. In sports, we have more tonight about a visually spectacular event held earlier this month, the Caymanite Synchro Annual Holiday Water Show. The event was held at the Bevy and Lazy Lizard, formerly known as Margaritaville Beach Resort on West Bay Road. National Synchro coach Alyssa Moberg speaks with Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin about how the location came about. The way that we kind of thought to use that was actually one of the parents from a swimmer. Uh, He was there working with the restaurant and and he thought, man, this would be an incredible space for a show. And so he reached out and then we did a a couple site walkthroughs just to see what it would be like and do some preliminary mock-ups. And we felt that what was important for this show is that it really was a, a high social factor. And knowing that the pool had a lot of all around it for seating. Um, it wasn't it wasn't huge as far as um, the pool itself, so we knew that our youngest swimmers wouldn't feel lost in a large competition pool. So we thought it would be a really great way to highlight everybody for our annual holiday show, and it turned out fantastic. And it looked like you guys had a great showing too. I, I saw that it was sold out, so that's incredible. Oh man, it was it was incredible. We we sold out within a week of uh, having tickets for sale. I had barely gotten all the tickets distributed to the athletes for them to sell to their friends and family. And then we we had to unfortunately close the, the sales. You know, we wanted to be really mindful of the regulations from government, making sure that we kept less than 500 people at the venue and we were able to do that. But for next time, we're definitely going to have to expand to doing two shows because there was so much demand to come. This community is just so amazing for supporting the kids. We had so many people reach out saying they wanted to come and watch and cheer on their neighbors and friends and family. And so we were glad to be able to offer live streaming. But next year, we'll, we'll definitely expand again. All right. And talk to me about the routines. Yeah, so the Christmas show is actually, we kind of refer to it as like dessert for the kids. They work so hard on competition style routines that the holiday show is a break from that. So for about a month and a half prior to the show itself, we stop all competitive routines and we focus on just fun routines for the kids. So they're still working on different skills and 
keeping the execution level pretty high. But what we allow them to do is we say, you know, you can have multiple routines. You can swim with swimmers that aren't in your age category. You can use techniques and things like that that aren't allowed in competition. For example, we have some lifts that are not possible unless you use the bottom. And so they know that during the holiday show, that's their one chance where they get to actually use the bottom of the pool. So they take advantage of that. And so the the routines themselves were just really fun to watch. We had every routine was a holiday theme. So they all chose their music. We had most of the routines were written by the swimmers themselves. And then we also had our junior coaches step up and do some choreography for our younger squad ball. And our youngest swimmer just turned five. And our oldest swimmer is 16. So we had such a big um, depth in the pool. It was awesome. Are you going to be doing anything like this again? Well, we plan to. You know, normally our holiday show, one of the other things we did is we busted out all of the fancy costumes, which we normally don't do for our holiday show. We keep in black swimsuits with a holiday cap. But hey, it's 2020. Any chance to celebrate and do something a little extra, we're going to do it. So you know, we recognize the beginning of 2021 is also going to be a little bit of an unknown. So we're going to do our best to provide other opportunities for the kids to perform for the public and just hype them up a little bit. So yeah, we'll definitely have something coming up in the pipeline. National Synchro Coach Alyssa Moberg there. You can check out the Caymanite Synchro page on Facebook to see videos of the event. For Radio Cayman Sports, I'm April Cummings.